Hello and welcome to the Fabulous by Design podcast. It's Evie here and I am today talking to Erika Gureri. She was hiding behind her weight, calling herself the incognito athlete, unhealthy enough to never reach her full athlete and happiness potential. Today, she will speak about her journey of losing 100 pounds and how she got out of her own way to improve her life. Hello, Erica. Thank you for being here. Would you like to introduce yourself and tell us more about yourself and your weight loss journey? Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much for having me. It is such a pleasure to be here. Um, And it's really just a pleasure to meet other women um, like women like yourself who are in pursuit of happiness and health in in her life. (laughs) Thank you so much. I appreciate you, Erica. Yeah. I mean, that is exactly what happened with me is I was miserable. Um, I was uncomfortable in my skin. I was mm-hmm. not, I was not being true to myself and it took me, uh, let's see about 36 years, 35 years to realize that I was telling myself a lot of lies and I was living a very unhealthy life, mm-hmm. something that just wasn't sustainable for me. Um, my mortality kind of set in to be perfectly honest, just to go, you know, right to the the core of it. And so, um, one day, uh, after eating a lot of food and, and, and healing myself or coping with food, <laughs> I, I decided I would step on the scale and I was nearly 280 pounds. Um, I, I wish I could convert that right now. I should have brought that <laughs> into, um, kilograms. Yeah. yeah. So I, uh, I did convert it into kilograms. It is about 122 kilograms. Okay. Thank you. Perfect. And so, um, although I'm, I'm sitting here smiling, I was not smiling that day. Um, but I owned it, you know, um, it's, it's, it's challenging when we reach a point in our life where we're not happy with ourselves yeah. and it's very easy to start, throwing a lot of negative speak at ourselves. And mm-hmm. I mean, uh, other, other, another way would be to, to just keep eating and soothing in, in ways that are unhealthy. And that, that just perpetuates the, uh, the unhealthiness and unhappiness. And so uh, it was at that moment that I probably cried a little bit and talked with my husband. And I said, I got to get this under control. This is not who I am. And the thing is, I, I had ridden the roller coaster of weight loss and weight gain my entire life. Mm-hmm. So this really wasn't new for me. It was just a new height or, or, or weight, if you will. And yeah. so, um, it, it was kind of interesting because I knew that it needed to happen. I knew how to do it because I'd worked with a lot of nutritionists and dietitians before. Um, I even found the love of CrossFit. And so I had an exercise routine that I enjoyed, Mm -hmm. um, but it was my mindset that was in my way. And so thankfully I, I got guidance from life coaches in my life and, um, and I worked through it. It took an awful long time, you know, a couple of years, the way that I, I managed through it. Um, but you know, I, I, I took it to a different level. You know, I wanted to take care of myself, but I got really sick and tired of seeing all like the skinny women on Instagram living a happy life. And I just felt like it was not inauthentic. So mm-hmm. I started my own podcast, the incognito athlete podcast. 
And uh, the whole concept is that I was, you know, in, incognito and, and hiding behind who I was and that maybe to look at me, you wouldn't believe me to be an athlete, but I definitely have the athletic spirit and a lot of capabilities. And so it's very anti-judgment, uh, very, you know, pro uh, mindfulness and authenticity. And so um, that's really how everything kind of precipitated. And, and it's just been a very interesting journey uh, thus far. I'm not, I'm not finished, which is perfectly fine with me and actually think is a, is, is a really beautiful part of what's been going on with me. So I'm kind of eager to share a little bit more about that too um, with you and your listeners. Yeah, it's, it's wonderful. It's truly inspiring. I can relate, uh, to your story a lot, although I was not struggling with a, a weight loss issue in that sense, but I was uh, struggling with the eating disorder. Okay. So I was also thinking that for many, many years, I tried to control mm-hmm. something that it seemed fine yeah. till I reached a point where I could not control it anymore. And this is where it hit really hard. Also, like in your case, you said like, okay, but now I I really got to do something about it. Yeah. Now I have to change my mindset. Now I have to dig deeper eventually. So I absolutely relate to this. And also of the time, like how long it takes, like Mm -hmm. we are also different. We are so unique. So if some people go like rush through their journey and they make it, it's completely fine. But it's also perfectly fine if it takes longer. It took me years to recover fully from my eating disorder. And I think uh, everybody's journey is different and that's absolutely okay. And also valuable to to share because we are different. Our lives are different. And you said, just to get back shortly, you said you've been telling yourself lies. Yes. Would you like to elaborate a little bit on that? What have been these lies in particular? Absolutely. So the way in which our mindset is established comes from all of our experiences Mm -hmm. and very much from our childhood. And so in, in, in working with my life coaches, I was able to really dive in and to determine why I was sabotaging myself. I am a smart woman. Like I just said, I worked with professionals. I actually find found exercise that I enjoy. So what the heck is the problem, right? Yeah. Just do it, right? You know, be like Nike, just do it. But it's not that simple because again, for 35 years, I was operating under the guise that I didn't matter. Mm-hmm. So for me personally, that was the lie that I was telling myself. So if you can imagine then, If something were to happen, maybe at work or a conflict with a loved one, Mm -hmm. you know, the feelings can stir up and all of a sudden I'm feeling like, well, maybe they're not listening to me and my feelings. I'm feeling unheard and that I don't matter. And what do I do with that? The mechanism, the behavior that I learned to cope with those feelings was eating. Mm Mm-hmm. And I ate, I would eat, eat my feelings is how, is how I phrase it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's an unhealthy way to manage emotions. I was not able to work through them mentally. And so I would go to something, um, you know, behavioral. And, and so another common behavior that might be relatable or, or even more visible to people is, is alcohol. 
coping with alcohol. Oh man, I need to come home and have a glass of wine. How many times have we said that? Or have you heard a friend say that, right? Oh, I've been saying it too. I'm not lying. I'll be open. Yes, I've been doing that too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's not necessarily a bad thing. I love me some wine here and there, but it's, it's just something to be aware of. Right. And it's that awareness that you had with your own uh, journey and your eating disorder Mm -hmm. and, and me waking up at 280 pounds and realizing like, I'm not treating myself well. Yeah. Another thing that was very cool that one of my life coaches said to me was, um, would you treat your loved one the same? Would you speak to a loved one the way you speak to yourself? And I was like, absolutely not. You know, cause I was saying things like you're worthless, you're stupid, you're fat, you're unlovable. Those are the things I was saying to myself. Mm-hmm. I would never say that to even my worst enemy. You know, that's just, it's just so unkind. So why do we do it to ourselves? It's just all part of the mindset and the belief in who we are, you know, what kind of Mm self-worth that we have. And so, you know, I was, when I started the podcast, it was like, I'm going to, you know, set myself up with the coaches and the trainers and this and that. And I'm, I'm looking to do episodes on nutrition and, and, you know, the difference, you know, whether intermittent fasting works and, you know, stuff like that. And like unbeknownst to me, none of that really mattered as much as where my mind was in the morning. What was keeping me from working out? What was provoking me to have a dessert or to buy the junk food on the weekends or to binge on a Saturday with a bottle of wine or something like that? Mm -hmm. Right. So exactly. And so just, you know, to (laughs) roundabout answer to your question, the lie to meet myself was that I didn't matter. And, and so what's been really beautiful in this whole process is I, I've realized that I've gained an insight and I have a passion for helping people. So I'm really translating and transforming this journey into the, a budding um, coaching business. And so I'm seeking to help other people. And I've developed a company uh, I'm calling Unmasked Wellness. And the idea is that I help people to discover their mask. What is the mask that they're wearing, the lie that they're telling themselves so that they can get out of their own way and have the life that they want. Yeah. That's exciting, Erica. It's it's truly exciting. And if if you think back now, before everything has started, when you reached the weight you didn't want to weigh anymore when you felt the most miserable, when you just couldn't anymore. And you were like, okay, now, now it's time to, to, to make it, to make this change. Now I have to do something because I, I can't continue like this. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the true last trigger? What was the last trigger that finally make you take this action? That's an excellent question. I think it was the pain that it, mm-hmm. that I felt, you know, the, the disappointment in myself, the, um, you know, the, I mean, even just the discomfort in my body, you know, it was almost like, I don't see myself this way. I don't, you know, and I like the person inside me didn't reflect the person on the outside, Yeah, you know, and not that I wasn't beautiful or thought that I was ugly or anything like that. I would even move past those feelings of being unlovable. Mm -hmm. It was just like, 
this is not sustainable. I don't want to have a heart attack in my forties. I like, I found, and I worked really hard to improve my life. And I found the love of my life and we're actually celebrating our two year anniversary this month. Um, Congratulations. And, thank you. <laughs> and it's like, I want to live with this guy as long as I can. And, and, and we have two kids. I have two bonus children. And it's like, now I, now I have all the richness in life. I'm not, you know, and, and I don't want to squander it because I want a piece of freaking chocolate cake. Mm-hmm. You know, it's <laughs> worth it. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. yeah. To go back shortly to the state you've been uh, speaking about to say like the inside Erica wasn't matching with the outside Erica. Yeah. If I could speak about myself, I, yeah. I had a kind of feeling. So I was from the outside, truly like, you know, a good looking woman, you know, walking around there in this world, but inside I was feeling so miserable so I was so disconnected from my body like there was literally no feeling if yeah. I, I can describe it like this so it was yeah. like p- pure numbness uh like yeah there was something standing around but it was me myself I was like hovering above me looking from above from the outside yes. yeah is this something that you the state that you describe? Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, and it's interesting because it's like almost like our perceptions were reversed. You know, it was like my inside, I had healed to an extent, Mm -hmm. but I had let my physical state go, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I was like a healthy heart, but not a healthy body. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I had the opposite. Like I was the perfect healthy body, but my mind was, was not there. Like there was no match. Definitely. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, lovely. Oh my God. I, I just like, I haven't looked at this from this perspective, but it, it, it makes sense. It absolutely makes sense. Yeah. So I overheard heard before that you mentioned that um, your mindset changed. Yeah. Um, and that with that, not just your life changed, but also your career, Erica. You said yeah. through this journey, you have developed something. Uh, you are now guiding women with the same issues. You are, you say you are meant to help yeah. and you want to help. You are ready yeah. to give your knowledge. You are get ready to give your passion. And could you have imagined before this change that something like this could ever happen, that you will have Honestly, a business no. now? Not even, not even I, my, my background is in communication. So Mm -hmm. it was, it was kind of inherent for me to want to, you know, do something with a podcast and to, to publish. In fact, it was really probably like 15 years ago, back when blogs were a really big thing that I thought, oh, wouldn't it be super cool if I like tracked my weight loss journey? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I never did because I didn't think I was good enough. Mm-hmm. So there then comes I really, the lie again. Yep, exactly. See, and you can become a detective now in in my life. <laughs> but um, but yeah, exactly. So then you know, I I just wanted to get my story out there to at least inspire other women to consider the fact that they're not failures, and that because the majority of what we see online is not necessarily what's really going on in the world. And that, you know, there, the, the, the struggle is real. Yeah. 
Totally. You know, it, well, and so, you know, and, and we've talked enough now that I think I can say that. Yeah. Like for both of us, even though we were facing different challenges, you know, it's like, it's not an overnight thing. Just like what you said at the beginning of this episode, it's like the journey is our own and our, our only responsibility is to stay engaged and to allow it to happen and to put forth the effort, you know, as yeah. part of it. Yeah. And to, to find happiness in that journey, in this procedure. Yeah. yeah. Just as yes, long as it lasts. Always, yeah. always looking for the happiness. I think that's mm-hmm. really the core because the health comes along with that in a way. Um, if our, if our bodies are happy, if we are energized and hydrated and rested, like the happiness will be there. Right. Yeah. So yeah. that's why I always go back to happiness. Like if you're doing something and you're not happy, then why are you doing it? If you are running and you don't like to run, don't run. <laughs> Find another way to exercise that you enjoy. Yeah. You know? And again, a, a big, a, I, I feel you so much. I've been doing for so many years things I didn't like. Mm-hmm. I've been doing it. I've been living it. <laughs> so it, yeah, it has been a whole hell lot of a journey to get me here where I am right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And speaking of journey, how far are you right now in your weight loss journey? Great question. So I'm about halfway through and, um, that is almost a hard thing for me to say out loud, because even, even with my own awareness and my own beliefs, there's, I live in this culture, especially in America, this like massive diet culture of like fast weight loss, you know, and if it's going to take you longer than, you know, a few months to lose your weight, then you're doing something wrong, you know, and not only the USA, Erica, I'm in Europe. I think yeah. they're dealing worldwide with the same. Is it? Okay. Cause it's, yeah. it's, I mean, I, my opinion is that it's really, um, kind of a toxic environment, um, because the, the weight loss programs, although some of them are really helpful and do work, they're not necessarily always sustainable either. And then of course there it's, it can be difficult for the consumer to determine what is healthy and what is not, you know, I mean, I think back to, you know, when I was in my twenties and struggling, you know, that's when I think at the Atkins diet became very popular and, and it was working, but you know, was it, was it healthy for us? And and things like that. And I'm not here to decide whether it was or it wasn't, but I'm just using it as an example to say, you know, as a 20 something, I'm like, I don't know, you know, maybe I should start starving myself and cut out the bread. I mean, I don't, yeah. but what is well, my never works, Right. It doesn't matter because we don't have to, this conscious, uh, yeah, we can't make this uh, conscious decision if you don't have the knowledge. And I know this because I've been working in the fitness branch. I am a, a, a fitness coach myself. So I know yeah. what questions people had back then. So the question to make this uh, your own decision is quite, it's difficult. It's not yeah. always easy. Yeah. But like you said, it's like people are willing to do whatever will work, even if it could be potentially harmful to the body or create long-term negative impact on the body. And so it's, you know, that's, I think that's a a real challenge. And so I'm I'm actually currently working with a dietitian who truly believes in like the slow and steady process, you know, to really um, ensure that the weight loss is done at a healthy pace, but, but, but 
all the while she's teaching the women to, um, what a healthy lifestyle looks like, what a healthy diet looks like too. So in a way she's seeking to do what I do with mindset, but with nutrition, you know, just rewiring the brain, considering something different, having a growth mindset, a curious mindset, instead of just going with what we know, despite the fact that we know it doesn't work and that it's not sustainable. Right. It's almost like that, that statement of, uh, you know, or the definition of insanity, repeating the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result each time. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah, super exciting. So you're now halfway and hold on. Okay. I didn't, didn't never ask you what's the goal. It is a hundred pounds. Yeah. And I mean, there might be room for, um, a little bit more weight loss beyond that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really sure, but I, I saw a dietitian at the beginning of my process and it was almost spot on like a hundred pounds. I think she said 102 pounds or something would be appropriate for me to lose with my frame. Um, you know, and, and looking at me holistically as Erica, not as, you know, a female at this age. Right. Um, so that was another thing that was really important to me. One other thing I do want to state, um, with regard to, you know, my, my status and everything I had mentioned it to you offline, but, uh, you know, after almost a year of, of losing weight and working on my, my own wellness journey, I reached a point that for lack of a better term, really felt like a burnout point for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, since we're speaking about journey, I feel like it's relevant to, to mention. It's like, I was just tired <laughs> of being on a diet, <laughs> you know, measuring the food and counting the this. And I tried, you know, I was doing a, a few different things and, and I was just like, I just want to live, you know, mm-hmm. I'm really just over it. And And I think that it's worth acknowledging that and being authentic and saying that out loud. um, That it's okay to get tired sometimes. Yeah, Yeah. that it's just a thing and it is okay. And, and I, I resisted it um, a lot because I was thinking, well, I'm on this journey. I've got this podcast and, you know, I have to keep up airs and make sure I'm, I'm looking high and tight. And it's like, that's not real. The reality is I got sick and tired of it and I took a break. (laughs) Great. Congratulations to that. I think this is awesome, but it might sound maybe to those to listen right now. Okay. But is Erica giving up? That's a great question. And no, I'm not. What I did is I, 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 I gave my body a physical break. Um, it, I believe recently I was overexerting myself physically that I actually felt some physical exhaustion. Yeah. Um, over the summer in particular, I, um, had a lot of things going on with work, personal stuff like that, that I felt mentally exhausted. And that's where that burnout term comes from. You know, things happen in life. We may contribute to those things for sure. However, it's good to acknowledge when we're reaching that tipping point, because what we don't want to happen is to go past the tipping point and revert back to what is comfortable. What's comfortable for me? Going to the store and grabbing wavy lace potato chips, a giant bag of gummy bears, um, two liter bottles of soda, ordering takeout pizza, you know, and that's easy right? Because that's the way way I've been living my life, most of my life. Yeah. 
And so if we push ourselves to the brink, it's really easy to revert back to that, but that's not where I'm seeking to go. So I do encourage people if they're, you know, feeling a little tired, burned out, a little exhausted, it's okay to take a breather. What's important is to have a game plan to continue, maintain the grit, have the game plan and, and proceed. And so I actually have my own game plan too, that I'd love to plug if that's okay. Oh yes, please. Yes. So I'm, I'm, I'm coming out with season two of the incognito athlete podcast. So this is really like the back half of of my weight loss journey, right? Yeah. So I'll be releasing that here real soon. And I would encourage if anybody is interested in following me, you can check me out on Instagram at incognito.athlete. You can also visit me at unmaskedwellness.com. That's where I'll be able to um, keep everybody up to speed. You can even sign up for email updates um, through the website. That would be stellar if I can keep in touch. That's like my other thing too. It's like, I love social media. You know, I was able to connect with you through social Uh, but it's this kind of interaction that is so enriching. So I'm looking to connect with people on this one-on-one basis. And I do welcome anyone who's listening, who wants to talk to me, who's interested in coaching. Like I have time, I have FaceTime available for you because I, I didn't have that. And my struggle was real and it was long and it was arduous. And what I want to do is, is help people to bridge that gap and kind of supercharge their experience. Um, you know, ideally I feel like mindset work comes before weight loss and that's not what we want. So if we can make it happen simultaneously, then people are, are still likely to kind of get what they want out of their weight loss while also working on their awareness and mindset too. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Erica. I am sure you're going to have an impact on this world. You're going to help a lot of people. I am sure you're not alone with this story. And that's why I invited you today here, because um, we are again in the time of the year where people are making up New Year's resolutions. Yeah. And uh, weight loss and uh, new healthy lifestyle have been always the number one in New Year's resolutions, yeah. and we all, and also in, in in my previous work, I could only see people failing if they were not ready to make yeah. a mindset change. So I couldn't agree here more with you. I'm wishing you all the best with your work, successes, and oh. everything you wish for. And I'm so thankful you are here today. All the Uh, All the information you just gave, I will also note in the show notes so people can find you. Thank you so much for being here, Erica. I'm so grateful. Thank you so much, Evie.